Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. Critical race theory. Which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other. Sharp rise in book bans in America's classrooms and libraries. Racism is literally the building box of this country. Kingdom Culture Conversations, welcome to our listeners. Hope you are uh, uh, having a fantastic day. Uh, here we are on July 3rd, uh, gearing up for the, the big July 4th festivities. And again, I, I do know it's uh, super warm here in Phoenix. And I know it's super humid uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, where Dr. Glenn Schultz, again, join us, is uh, headquartered. And we kind of asked about your summer plans Uh here we are getting ready for the next year. What are your, uh, what's on your agenda for the next school year? Well, you, you said you're pretty busy in uh, August and September. Yes. Doing a lot of uh, teacher in service uh, training on worldview and biblical philosophy of education. Uh, so that, that will keep me busy probably into mid uh, September. Yeah. And, and then do some again, conference speaking in October and November. Uh, so uh, at, you know, it, it goes from what day to day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just uh, glad that my wife can tell me where I'm supposed to be. She takes good care of you, I bet, huh? She does. She yeah. does. Well, I just, I, I feel, again, I've said it very encouraged just to see you continuing to, I don't want to say fight this fight, but preach this truth, I think is better than fight. I mean, you're, you're, you're standing on truth that matters that is the same when you started in education in that one room schoolhouse in New York and yes. uh, to the, to big old huge places, schools today. Um, these things matter. The role of the home matters. The role of the church matters. And if, if you, if you didn't listen to last week, go listen to last week. And, and we talk about the importance of the church. And, and as you all know, unless you've just tuned in for the first time this week, um, we are uh, in our summer reading. And we are going through a book by Dr. Glenn Schultz called Kingdom Education. Glenn, uh, uh, go back to listen to the first one to listen to his bio. But Glenn is also a podcast host of Kingdom Currents. And uh, make sure you check that out as well. And uh, um, and here we are this week, uh, Dr. Schultz. We're going to talk about the role of the school. Um, and that's something that's you've been one. in for a long time. Um, we, we've yes. talked about that. Um, what, what was some of your... Uh, favorite memories as a teacher? Oh, I, I guess just uh, seeing the light bulbs come on in students' minds. And, um, you know, when I, when I went into teaching, I was teaching chemistry in public schools in New York State, where there's a New York State Regents exam. Mm -hmm. And uh, to get credit, you had to pass this a state exam at the end and no one saw it until the day you broke the seal and gave it to the kids. Yeah. And to tell you the pressure, whatever you got on that state exam was your final grade for the year. Wow. So you could have A's all through the year. <laughs> wow. And if you failed that exam, you failed the course. Wow. Uh, so the pressure was on the teacher 
but it was also on the student. And uh, so many taught to the test, but I wanted these kids to be able to think. Mm. So no matter what question they were faced with, they could reason it out. Yeah. And so I had very good success. I had uh, 97% of my kids in five years had passed the state regions. The state average was 82%. Yeah. But at the same time, there were things on the test that I had to tell them, you have to answer it this way, but it's not right because mm-hmm. it was evolutionary. Wow. And I, I then had to say, this is what's true. And they'd say, well, why does the school, yeah. why does the test say I've got to answer it this way? I said, well, that's what they believe, but this is the truth of the matter. Mm. And so I started asking, you know, boy, there's got to be more to education than just giving out all these facts. Yeah. And then when we moved to Lynchburg to go into Christian school teaching, I, I found I, I was just teaching the same stuff, but I had Bible and prayer and chapel. and Right. So I've always wanted to say, you know, what what is schooling really supposed to be about? What 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 is the, and that, so I just, focused a lot on philosophy. Okay. Uh, you know, what's the philosophy of education? And, uh, and I, I always try to keep things in simple terms. So I didn't want to get into epistemology and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, what, what are the basic beliefs and principles in scripture about schooling? And, and, and as I started putting these into practice, I saw the kids saw a purpose in schooling that went beyond just gaining knowledge. Hmm. And, and trying to get ready for the next test. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I do think when we when we have a biblical philosophy undergirding what we're teaching, these kids aren't going to just sit there and think, oh, I, I'm just gaining knowledge to get into college or, or get by out of the class or what have you. Right. Well, the, the, the thing is education, like we've talked about, Things have to have changed because I, I know when I was younger, um, my, my teacher might say, you can't use a calculator because you're never going to have a calculator with you wherever you go. Well, most of us have a calculator with us wherever we go. Um, yes. We have access to our, to, in our pocket uh, of information beyond uh, what, what we could have ever imagined 10, 20, 30 years ago. And uh, so education is changing. The principles don't. Um, we want the kids to learn how to think. Um, we want to learn the kids who they they're, they're We're going to go back to that world, that word world view, because that's something you don't get from a calculator. You don't get that from the cell phone. Um, you get that from God's word. Uh, you uh, you hit off in chapters uh, 11, 12 and 13 is where we're at this week, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And it's the role of the school. And uh, of course, we're here from Northwest Christian School, and uh, we are so thankful for the partnership that we have with, 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 uh, with parents and, and grandparents and uncles and aunts. And um, you, you had in 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 this chapter a, a bunch of I, I would call it just awakening or disturbing quotes, and uh, from the educational world. And of course, Dr. Dobson was one of the first ones we talked about an all-out war for the minds of our children. And, and Dr. Dobson didn't say that in 2023. Um, Dr. Dobson, of course, no longer with us. Um, he said that a long time ago, um, very ahead of the curve in that. 
Um, oh, is he actually, still pretty accurate? It was actually in 1990 or 92 in his book, Children at Risk. And he, he said that a new civil war was raging in our country. And this war is a war of values. And whoever wins gets our children. And, and so 30 we, years ago, to be honest, uh, the secular world has gotten the majority of our children over the last several decades. Yeah. Uh, so he, he was prophetic in his, in his statement. Absolutely. I, I, I read a book uh, called uh, Dangerous Wonder by Mike Iaconelli, and he talks about how technology has beaten our imagination into submission. And he wrote that book when pretty much the only technology was the television. Yes. And uh, to hear some of these uh, forward thinkers that have seen uh, down the pipeline and seen um, what technology can be so beautiful and so great. And we're, we're, we're talking through Zoom. I'm not in South Carolina right now. You're not in Phoenix. There's some really amazing things that happen. But um, just again, let's talk about that war for the minds of our children. What happens when we when we lose that war? Well, we lose the war when they think like the world. Yeah. That that, that and when you consider that they're now saying like 38 to 40 percent of Gen Z, which are school-age kids, are now identifying with LGBTQA plus ideologies. Yeah. That's almost half of kids. And so, so it's evident that, that they're getting something that uh, is not just academics. It's tied to worldview. It is being shaped. Right. Uh, I, I was recently doing a, an article when I realized uh, I found a quote from several years ago where it said that in the 1980s, uh, conservatives and evangelicals set their sights on the White House, where liberals and secularists set their sights on the schoolhouse. Mm. And they went after to control the schoolhouse, meaning higher education. Yeah. Uh, and Christians, that, you know, with the Reagan and those things, well, yes, they got the White House, but what has happened, those that got the schoolhouse has molded uh, a worldview yeah. into the majority of people that now those people are voting and they now have the White House, they have the Congresses, they, yeah. they have everything else. Why? Because they trained these, uh, that one generation with a secular worldview, and yeah. now they're living it out. So we've got to do the same thing. We do. And, we've got to uh, go and, and train our children, and school has to be a major part of it, because let's face it, it's six to seven hours every day for 180 days a year. It's a, we, we, we do pinch ourselves sometimes. And, um, it's very humbling to know that moms and dads are paying a, a good chunk of, of their, of their hard earned money to give us their best seven hours a day. And, uh, and if, and again, if we want to pass on some amazing, um, academics, which is super important, the math, English, science, even Bible, but if that's all, um, uh, that's not, that's not enough. Uh, we want that biblical worldview, um, very important. And, and, and you talked about, uh, five basic questions to ask of your school. And these were ones that 
Um, one of them really, uh, uh, really got me thinking about myself and, uh, and, and our school. And I'm not going to tell you which one you let you do the you, you listeners, you can figure it out yourselves, but we're just going to go through each one of these and, uh, and hear your thoughts on them. The first one, Dr. Schultz was, is my school more concerned about knowledge than wisdom? Yeah. Is it all about grades? Uh, you know, because that, unfortunately that that's, what's driving so much of even the pressure on Christian schools Yeah. that, Hey, my child's got to get certain grades to get into college, but, but it's wisdom where they, where they take that knowledge and see it connected to a biblical worldview framework. Yeah. Where, where they see the meaning that, that math and, and physics, those principles work. Why? Because they, they were set in motion and designed by God so that his creation would work. Right. And, and, right. and we've got to understand that. And, and that's what we've got to put into these kids. So they don't think like, well, I, I know so much. I, I don't need God. No. When we learn the academics, we should realize, well, there's so much more we don't know. Yeah, 100%. And there must be a God behind it all. Uh, so, you know, uh, just getting good grades. Uh, great inflation has become That's a thing. one of the things that I think is destroying young people. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think sometimes parents... If their child gets a C or a D, they think it's a reflection on their parenting, and it's not. It's not. All a grade is is sort of a window into telling us, hey, where is the child in relationship to the body of knowledge that we're teaching? Yeah. It's not their identity. Right. There, there are some kids, they've often said, I've heard this said before, and I think it's true. Sometimes the kids who graduated with straight A's they end up working for those kids who graduated with C's, but have common sense. That's super, super spot <laughs> and, on, uh, Doctor. And, and so, and, parents, um, you know, don't don't get hung up on the letter grade, right? But are they thinking? Are are they taking accountability and responsibility for their actions? Yeah. Do, do they seem to have a sense of purpose? That's where wisdom comes in. I really wish they had a little more of that great inflation when I was younger. Um, <laughs> mine were not yes. inflated at all, but, uh, um, I, I always, I taught through Proverbs in our eighth grade, uh, scope and sequence and, and so much about wisdom in that. And I, I define wisdom as knowledge correctly applied. So, mm -hmm. you know, what's right or, you know, this, but then can you apply it correctly? Yeah. The next, um, the next question you ask is, is, is my school more concerned with developing technical um, communities or then developing godly character? Yeah, you know, uh, are, are we into technology to such a degree that we forget about, you know, godly character? Yeah. Uh, someone has said that w when, we, when we pursue excellence that's only achievement-based or performance-based, mm -hmm. what you do is you produce experts. Yeah. And, and experts can be very dangerous if they don't have any character. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, look, look at pro sports. They're experts in their field, but then look at their character. You know, they're, they're, you find spousal abuse and child abuse and 
and even murder and all kinds of yeah. things coming out of these people. Why? Because, hey, you, you've got to be good at this, but don't worry about your character. I, yeah. I would rather have my child to be Christ-like than to be the expert engineer someplace. Uh, I'm with you. And I, I, uh, I, it was, it's dating myself a little bit. We already said, but when Charles Barkley told uh, the, the, the world, he's not a role model. I was like, good for you. He's not, he's just a, he's a guy who can put a ball in a hole pretty well. And yes. uh, that's, that's really what he is. And I enjoyed watching him, but I didn't look to him for advice. I didn't look for him how to raise my family. Um, and, uh, unfortunately we see, uh, some of these, uh, you mentioned professional athletes, but just using their platform and, and we put them on pedestals, but they're really just happen to be good at what they do. And, um, let's get God's, um, uh, uh, character up there. And this one, uh, you talked about, does my school plan more than it prays? And it's pretty, pretty, pretty good hit there, my friend, you know, and, uh, and, and many are the plans of a man. Um, but if the Lord doesn't direct them and it's, uh, we're, we're not, we're not there. Yeah. We, we, you know, I, I've conducted strategic planning with a lot of Christian schools. And, um, one of the things I tell them, I said, now, before we first meet, I want you to take six weeks and come up with specific prayer requests that you want to accomplish during this upcoming strategic planning and spend at least one day a week for at least a half an hour, just praying about yeah. those things. Praise God. Uh, and, and uh, I did one strategic plan with a school in, in the first hour and a half. We just said, okay, let's put this before the Lord and different ones lead. And we spent yeah. an hour and a half in prayer before we started planning. Praise God. That's you know, super... what we do is we plan and then say, okay, God bless our plan. And, yeah. and you know, God doesn't do that because nope. then we get the glory. Amen. Uh, he, and he's, you know, Isaiah says he doesn't share his glory with anybody. Yeah. Uh, so, so we, we need to really just be praying much more. Um, yeah. When I first started in Christian schools, I found in several of them that I visited every morning, they had faculty devotions and prayer time. And I, I'm finding it's, it's happening less and less because we're so, we've got so much pressure on us as teachers, you know, to, to plan and get this covered and things like this, yeah. that, that we say, well, we don't have the time to get together in the morning uh, at the school I work with here, we, we found that a, a lot of these kids who really think that they're Christians, when asked it, to answer an anonymous question on a survey, what would you tell God if he asked you, why should I let you in? They did not have a gospel answer. Hmm. And we got burdened for it. Yeah. And what we did, we took every child, we put their name this is sixth through 12th grade, their name and their picture on a three by five card. And we put them in a file box. And every morning teachers came and got three to five of those cards out. And all yeah. day long, they prayed for those kids. Praise God. And at the end of the day, they put them back in the back. We did that for almost a month and a half. And then we had a chapel where we gave the gospel and we saw 20 kids. Praise God. Christ. Praise but, God. 
And, and what I found was we didn't put more work on these teachers, but the teachers, they got so excited being praying for these kids. Yeah. And, and the kids found out we were doing it. So they'd come up to a teacher and say, are you praying for me today? <laughs> so you know, great. And, and so what happened, it gave the teachers a sense of purpose. Yeah. This is why I'm really here. Yeah. yeah. I got to teach science and math. So prayer has to be something that we've got to do more of. I'm, I'm with you. And our, our faculty meeting this morning, our high school principal was just, I mean, just encouraging, but just saying, I, I know you do math and science super well, but please, please, please pray with your students, pray for your students. And uh, we want to be about that. And uh, another one that we've kind of hit some of these things uh, in previous uh, conversations, but does, does, do we, does my school emphasize school rules more than scriptural principles? Yeah, we, we, we have made sometimes Christianity just a list of rules. Yeah, now, it, it's it's changed a little bit for the good. I see yeah. in Christian schools. Yeah, from when I first went in in the seventies, but at the same time, if we can learn the principles in God's word, we we don't find ourselves under rules. For example, uh, just going out driving a car. If I just drive by the principle of drive safely, yeah. Guess what? I don't I don't realize that I'm under speed limits or stop signs I, because I'm going by a bigger principle. Mm -hmm. But when these kids think, oh, all this school is is a school of rules. Yeah. Well, that's because we, we're not applying biblical principles. Kingdom yeah. Education. There's 10 biblical principles in that book. Yeah. They're principles. They're, they're not commandments. Do right. this or don't do that. It's principles that make it relative, and uh, no matter what what this time is, and and I think we we've got to get kids to understand that you can do the letter of the law and still be very worldly. Yes, <laughs> but if you learn to live by biblical principles, it will make your life alive and free. I'm 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 wholeheartedly with you on that, and. Uh... Um, it's the one, it, it goes back to, again, it's hard because we don't get to see if it's effective. You, you talked about it several weeks ago, we're sowers and, mm -hmm. uh, and we could have that kid, um, uh, looks very good on the outside, but inside is just hurting or, or just involved. You know, I, I I'd like to be a safe place where you can be honest and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm not who I, who I appear to be. And, uh, we want to make sure we, uh, we let kids know that, that their behavior or what they look like to the outside doesn't really matter. God wants their hearts. Um, and, and the last and one got, of these uh, five questions about the school is, uh, is my school curriculum centered or is it teacher centered? Yeah. And some people would say, well, why isn't it student centered? Well, yeah, we talked uh, about I that. I don't think they're supposed to be the center. They're our focus. Yes. But, but I, I I've been in Christian schools where, Oh, we've got to cover the material. And, and, you know, uh, and, and the textbook says this, so we've got to do this. And, and, and you get so rigid that, that you don't have time to, to be who God has created you to be as a teacher and, and an influencer of a young life. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to a science teacher 
the other day at a Christian school. And I was so encouraged because here's what this teacher did. She said, I set my lesson plan to the side and I told the kids to take out a sheet of paper. And I told them, I said, write down anything that you're struggling with, mm. that you're questioning right now. And she collected them. She prayed over them. And then she went and studied scripture to try and find answers. Praise God. And wrote a reply on each one and gave it back to them. Thus. Now, I would say those kids will pay more attention to the subject. Yes. Because that teacher took time to hear their hurts. Absolutely. That's the, the old cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. They don't care how much you know yes. until they know how much you care. And and so, you know, that's just one example. And, and I was thankful that the school gave that teacher the freedom to do that. Yes, that's important. Uh, because I met with the entire staff and had them ask, do you feel that we allow you to focus on discipleship. Yeah. You know, are we giving you the freedom and the time or are we forcing you to, Hey, we got standardized testing coming up. They've got to be ready. And, and to the teacher, they said, no, we feel we have the freedom to go and teach and share what's most important. So great. So great. Uh, you, you talk about, and this kind of wraps it up here, is the, that three-strand core between, the, or as I mentioned earlier, the three-pronged stool of the home, the church, and the school. It's been a great three weeks talking about those things, um, the importance of the home, the importance of the church, the importance of the school. I'm thankful to be uh, along for this ride with you, uh, families of Northwest Christian School, and uh, thank you for Dr. Schultz. And uh, again, your willingness to walk us walk with us uh, um, through your book, Kingdom Education. Please pick up a copy in the school office. They're available. Um, have a great Fourth of July, and uh, we'll see you next week for sadly our last week with Dr. Schultz. Um, God bless y'all, and have a great afternoon. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.